2: I want to begin just talking about narratives and how we should have a sense of victory because we're winning some victories, some very important ones in the information war. There are things that politicians are not getting away with anymore. There are things that media companies are doing. They're not getting away with anymore. And it's time to celebrate. I want to begin with this, because do you remember all of the hype? In fact, we had, was it the all-star game that was moved last year? Because of this law that was going to disenfranchise all of these black voters in the state of Georgia. Do you remember that, ladies and gentlemen? And there was all of this bellyaching. Corporations got on board complaining about this law. And I guarantee you, there will not be follow-up news stories from ABC, NBC, CBS, New York Times, Washington Post. They will not do the story that Breitbart has done. Let me tell you what has happened in Georgia. Breitbart's reporting on Wednesday's broadcast of Fox News Radio's Brian Kilmeade show. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger... State of the president, Joe Biden, has been proven just flat dead wrong about Georgia's election laws by the record turnout the state has seen in the 2022 primaries. Let me go a little bit further than the sec- secretary of state has gone. This is proving yet again that Joe Biden is a freaking liar. This man is a deceitful person. They never had any basis For the conclusions they have drawn. None whatsoever. No basis. Let's talk about facts. Let's talk about real numbers. As opposed to the propaganda. And I'm just getting started here, folks. Because I have warned you about this. And this racially driven shooting that occurred over the weekend. They are going to play this thing up. They're going to beat the drum on this over and over again. And I'm telling you, these people are racist people. They don't give a rat's rear end about black people. The only thing they want to do with black people is manipulate them and scare them to make sure they continue to stay on the Democrat plantation. That's what this is about. Let's talk about what's happened in Georgia. Raffensperger stated this you have to remember when we passed the Election Integrity Act President Biden came down to Georgia they told everyone how they did so good up north yet meanwhile in Georgia we added a day of early voting we have record turnout hello did you hear what I just said record turnout And President Biden's home state of Delaware has 10 days of early voting. We have 17. Hypocrisy much? So this old coot is going around stirring up racial strife. And first off, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I guarantee he never even read the law in the first place. And his own state has fewer days of early voting. Raffensperger says, we have record turnout. President Biden's home state of Delaware, 10 days of early voting. We have 17 right now. So far, we're at 540,000 people who have voted early or had their absentee ballots accepted. We're probably going to see over 750,000 people vote before Election Day next week. So far, we're having record turnout. And it's tremendous to see the President Biden was just flat dead wrong. About Georgia's Election Integrity Act of 2021. According to the Georgia Secretary of State's office through Tuesday, 496,971 in-person early votes cast in the state. More than double the in-person early vote total through the same day in both the 2020 and 2018 primaries. Show me the evidence of disenfranchisement. Uh, I'm just going to be very blunt. We're talking about a bunch of lying bastards. That's what we're talking about here. These folks have no concern about the truth, no concern about facts. All they want to do is scare people. The big, bad, racist Republicans are trying to keep you from voting. And now you have more voting than ever. What's the deal here? What happened? And as I said before, there's not going to be any follow-up. I would love for, who is it? Who's the White House correspondent for Fox News Channel? Boy, this would be a great question for him to ask. Are you going to apologize to the state of Georgia for your inflammatory comments? You, the man who came in saying you were going to bring in a different tone. A person who is going to move away from the divisiveness of Donald Trump. The person who is going to come in and promote peace and unity among people. And you've done the very, very opposite. Because Joe Biden has no character to speak of. It's bad enough that this guy has been no character. Then you'd throw in the fact that the guy is so freaking senile. Nobody's going to hold him accountable at all. Or any of the people or any of the corporations. That have lied. And have stirred strife over this issue. Rush really said it well in speaking in the mainstream news media. In describing how they are the drive-by media. We have drive-by politicians too. Drive-by corporations. They stir it up. Stir up the racial strife. And then they move on to stir it up somewhere else. And sadly, we don't have the mainstream media to come by and say, you know what? These things that you said have been proven to be wrong. Do you have an apology to give? I'd love to get your thoughts on this. This just blows my mind. These folks just make me mad enough to want to spit. (laughs) I borrowed that line from some Southern folks here. Much more as we continue our broadcast today. Stay with us.
1: Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app
2: Over on the text line, Vince, this is all purposeful to destroy our country from within. Gas soon to go up to ten dollars. We're gonna talk about that a little bit later on. Diesel, maybe ration to truckers. This text is saying consumers will hold them accountable. Disney, Netflix, yep, we're seeing that happen. Vince, I just hope the record turnout in Georgia doesn't mean Stacey Abrams is up to her old tricks. Oh, goodness. God help us. Vince, if liar's pants really do catch on fire, Washington D.C. would probably be the biggest inferno we would ever witness in our lifetime. <laughs> Followed by the buildings, these news outlets, media outlets. By the way, if somebody does make you mad enough to spit, I have a can of Wintergreen Skull. If you want some, <laughs> you can get a good spit with that. Jeff, that's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Skull. My goodness. Uh we also have this as a black man. This is exactly why I left the Democrat plantation a few years ago. If the Republicans are so racist, then tell me how are the Democrats any different. I have yet to see anything. The Democrats have done of substance for black people. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't done crap. Nothing, you know, that. I know that the sad thing is millions of Americans still have not figured that out I hope we can do something about that if you would like to join the conversation the Ingalls market stock line 800-928-1110 800 1110 the common sense retirement planning text line is 71307 I tell you all the time, one of the things I try to do in starting out the broadcast, and, and I hope we spend a good part of this broadcast giving you some encouraging things. One of the things, I, and I've said this before, I do not want this to be a broadcast where I scare the living crap out of you. If I wanted to do that, I would go back delivering local news every night and telling you about all the murders and the rapes and all the other things, the bad things that are happening, and how this terrible storm is coming and it's going to kill everybody. I'd like to be able to encourage people along the way. I want you to have a sense of hope that there are battles that we are winning. Yes, there's some stupid stuff going on out there, some dangerous stuff, some expensive stuff. But you know what? In some areas, we're winning. And I've got to tell you, you've got to keep a really healthy balance of encouragement coming into your heart, your mind, and your soul. Or you're going to become very, very dark. I don't want to become that. you got to do this in your personal life. And you certainly have to do this regarding politics and other things. you got to stay encouraged. CBS News reporting. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is pausing the work of the recently created and heavily criticized disinformation governance board and launching a review. According to senior DHS officials, the board's executive director, Nina Jenkowicz, announced her resignation. This happened yesterday, following a barrage of personal and professional attacks, as CBS describes it. No, these aren't attacks. They're calling out stupidity. They're calling out 1984-type tactics, ladies and gentlemen. Who writes this garbage? And this person from CBS... A barrage of personal and professional attacks. These aren't attacks. Boys, it, it just amazes me. Some of these folks, they have not even graduated from Journalism 101. DHS officials expressed disappointment and outrage at the firestorm of fault-finding prompted by the establishment of the board, which was tasked with standardizing the handling of disinformation by agencies under DHS. You know You know how you handle this? You tell the freaking truth. You're honest. And you live your life with integrity in such a way that people have no reason to question you. And that cuts... That, that totally short-circuits conspiracy theories, and all kinds of other stuff if you're above board. But how many people know, just with how long have we had this administration? A little over a year? These folks continue to lie. Lie, lie, lie. Would you trust these people? And they're going to set up something called a disinformation governance board? Why don't you tell your own people how to tell the freaking truth? No, I'm sorry, we need to back this up. They first need to know what the truth is before they can tell it. It kind of reminds me of that quote that's in one of our opens from Ronald Reagan. You've heard it. With liberals, it's not that they're ignorant. It's that they know so many things that just aren't so. And I've described this before. It's not just ignorance. It's swaggering ignorance. In other words... You know, the worst thing you can do when you're an ignorant person is to run off your freaking mouth. One of the best things you can do if you're ignorant is just to shut up. Because there is a degree of wisdom expressed by just being silent. That's in Proverbs. I think, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. I think I heard an expression, a person who talks all the time either knows everything or nothing. (laughs) I love that one. So a senior DHS official told reporters in a briefing yesterday the reaction to this Department of Disinformation Governance Board, the reaction has been extreme. There have been gross mischaracterizations of what the board's work would be. Maybe you shouldn't have done the board in the first place. Do you ever think that's the problem? A DHS official said the Mayorkas recognized that Denunciation of the board had become a distraction from the department's work, and he couldn't allow that to happen. The department first unveiled the board in April, but never released its charter. Lawmakers from both sides of the aisle professed widespread confusion about the board's parameters, with some Republicans alleging it could espouse censorship. Oh, surely not. At a recent hearing, Republican Senator Mitt Romney called it an awful idea and advised Majorcus to disband the board. Democratic Senator Chris Murphy, the same hearing, told the secretary, there's been a lot of misinformation about your department's work to combat misinformation. <laughs> oh. DHS's choice of Jankowitz to lead the board also fueled fears of bias. She's written about the hatred women experience from online trolls and exhibited some controversial opinions, including one in which she argued that Hunter Biden's laptop should be viewed as a Trump campaign product. This, this is just, this is laughable, is what it is. It's laughable. Josh Hawley, asking Mayorkas earlier this month, why on earth would you nominate someone who is a human geyser of misinformation? <laughs> I love this. A human geyser of misinformation. Jenkowitz told CBS News in a statement yesterday with the board's work paused and its future uncertain. I've decided to leave DHS to return to my work in the public sphere. Steeply disappointing that mischaracterizations of the board became a distraction from the department's vital work. And indeed, along with recent events, globally and nationally embodies why it's necessary. A senior DHS official condemned the grotesque personal attacks waged against Jankowitz. The reaction has candidly become a distraction to the department's important work in addressing disinformation that threatens homeland security. I mean, this is hilarious. These people are so clueless. <laughs> Stay with us. On the text line, by the way, how that Black Lives Matter thing, all the Dems, most black people support it, work out for blacks. Um, yeah, I didn't think so. I mean, you know, it's kind of comical. And I've said this before I, I just don't get into sloganizing. I, I just don't. Just because somebody chants something, it doesn't change anything. Like this phrase, Black Lives Matter. I mean, to me, it's a given, it doesn't need to be stated. And the fact that you feel like you need to state it, you know, what it suggests to me is, it probably suggests that you may have a problem. That's, I'm, I'm just saying that. Ah, I say no more career politicians or political parties. Some current politicians need to be charged with treason. <laughs> I would agree with that. The sad thing is black people have been bamboozled for years by Al Sharpton and others. I did not use the phrase this person used here. Vince, can you imagine how unhappy the Democrat perpetrators and their followers are? Without God, no joy. Dave out of Rock Hill. Yeah. This is what happens when you put all of your hope in government. By the way, um, (laughs) I'm trying to exercise some restraint, but Mr. Magoo is speaking right now. He's talking about Finland, I believe. He's talking about the effort to expand NATO. Um, I'm not going to listen to any of this nonsense. I I think I'm going to spare you of this today. Because I think my head would explode, too, if I were to listen to whatever nonsense he is spewing today. Let's talk about gas prices. How serious is this? UK Daily Mail does a great job on the story as usual. How's this for a headline? Gas stations in Washington reprogram pumps to prepare for, are you ready for this? $10 a gallon fuel. As Biden-inflation sends average price soaring to 4.57, almost twice the 2.41 during Trump's final month. UK Daily Mail. Susan Breitbart in some right-wing news agency here. UK Daily Mail. This national gas chain reprogramming the pumps in Washington state to accommodate the possibility of $10 a gallon gasoline. The average price of gasoline across the country reached four hundred fifty seven yesterday, twice the two hundred forty one average during Trump's last month in office. Other stations in the state have been running out of gas. A local Facebook group identifying ten stations that have run out of fuel, some states, such as California, reporting spiraling prices of up to five hundred ninety eight this week. 76 is the company doing this. The national chain has started reconfiguring its pumps to make room for the possibility of double-digit prices. This is scary, isn't it? The spokesperson for 76 not commenting on whether the company is expecting prices to reach $10 a gallon. We told you already about how some stations are Going dry. Already going dry. And we have this from J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan analysts predicting gas prices could go higher than $6 a gallon. Analysts are warning. As global demand for oil surges due to the war in Ukraine, oil companies in the U.S. are selling more gas to other countries. Typically, refiners produce more gasoline ahead of the summer road trip season, build up inventories. This year, since mid-April, U.S. gasoline inventories have fallen counter-seasonally and today sit at the lowest seasonal level since 2019. If exports persist at this elevated pace, refinery runs, already near the top of the range for reasonable utilization rates, fall within our expectations. Gasoline inventories could continue to draw to levels well below 2008 lows. We're talking about supply, folks. What year is this? 2022. 14 years ago. Retail gasoline prices could climb to $6 a gallon or even higher. I sure hope this doesn't happen. This is pretty scary. Pretty scary stuff. How how are people going to afford this? How will that happen? And we have this going on across the pond. Measures akin to a COVID lockdown are needed in order to curb the EU's reliance on Russian oil. This is according to one member state of the European Union. Lockdown-like measures could be implemented across the European Union to curb the bloc's reliance on Russian oil. That is from Luxembourg's energy minister. This demand coming as the transnational bloc prepares to publish a plan aimed at weaning the EU off of fossil fuels supplied from Russia. with some nation-states like Germany being badly addicted to the likes of natural gas provided by the state. According to a report by Der Spiegel, Luxembourg believes such a plan should include the introduction of an EU-wide mandatory speed limit, a block-wide work-from-home mandate for at least two days of the week, and for every major EU city to ban the use of cars on the weekends. Are you hearing this, ladies and gentlemen? This would curb the use of oil in Europe and in turn lower reliance on Russian fuel imports. Folks, this is part of the Great Reset. And I'm telling you, if they try to do this in Europe, you darn well better believe they will try to do the same right here in the USA.